0: Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single independent feminist. Hashtag single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. I am your host, Jeanette Bonner. And it is a really exciting day because today is the birthday of Hashtag Single. You guys saw that. I launched this podcast with my friend Tracy on October 22nd, 2018. And the funny thing is, (laughs) it's also my parents' anniversary. And so I sent out, like, an email today that was like, happy birthday, hashtag single. And I put in it, like, 10 years of being single and one year of not apologizing for <laughs> nice. it. Nice. And my mom was like, uh, is this, like, a happy anniversary email? <laughs> <laughs> Plus
1: also the people who gave birth to me yeah Yeah. like uh
0: i don't know this is super ironic to receive on our anniversary i was like you're right i don't even know what that means but anyway guys so it is um a really exciting day because we put the thing in (laughs) single yes (laughs) i had to i had to i had to um okay oh so i'm here with my friend rachel thank you for being here and Rachel's friend, Will. Hello. Will has trusted <laughs> – he just met me four minutes ago. and He's trusted his life in my hands. It's very brave and thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Um, so you are uh, the voice of the patriarchy on Hashtag Single. So I'm going to ask you to sit back and listen mm-hmm. for a little bit and we'll check back in with you uh, as soon as we are – we're ready basically. Those are the rules. Cool. Um, so Rachel – Hi. <laughs> you and I have talked, um, a lot about being single, but let's tell our audience, where are you in your single journey? <laughs> um, it's a
1: long and windy journey.
0: <laughs> it sure is, girl. <laughs>
1: uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of a little bit on the same page, uh, in terms of the acceptance factor of, uh, What you were describing as, um, a year of being okay. Okay. (laughs) Not apologizing. I'm not apologizing. (laughs) Um, yeah, I am, uh, a professional, uh, artist and producer and, uh, actor and writer and, you know, have a lot of career aspirations that, um, fulfill me in ways that, uh, you know, they it requires a lot of my focus and um, and time and time and uh, creative energy and feeling unapologetic about giving that time and energy to um, those things as opposed to uh, bullshit dating <laughs> uh, uh, experiences that you know. I mean, I, I've I've dated some lovely people who have just not been my person, mm-hmm. but. Ultimately, like, I feel like I would like to find someone whose company and, yeah, someone whose partnership complements my my life but also fosters my growth. Yeah. Um, and those are things that I think a lot of other people also want. It just tends to be difficult for – ambitious people to sync up in that way and i I've accepted that and I think i I have had much more satisfying relationships, both platonic and uh romantic, with that in mind right you
0: know? I'm just gonna say it your standards are high <laughs> no and that's not like <laughs> exactly. a negative thing right? i'm I'm unapologetic about the fact that my standards are high mm-hmm. because we have very busy lives. Mm-hmm. we have lives that we're very passionate about that we've given things up for that we've crafted for our own values. Yep. So if I'm going to invite another person into my life, it it better be someone who, A, adds value and does not waste my time. You know what I mean? It's, 100%. It's, yeah. That's – I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that a lot of the women I've had on the podcast are like exactly that definition. Yep. High standards. I don't have time for bullshit. I got other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. You know? How long have you been single?
1: Uh, I was in an eight-year relationship in my Mm. in my twenties. Oh yeah,
0: mine was five and a half.
1: Yeah, and so I got when I when I left that relationship and started online dating. Um, you know, it was like this whole revolution had taken place online in Mm -hmm. in the time when I had been in a long-term relationship, and uh, so that was a little bizarre to sort of wake up one day and have this whole. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, and and, and it's a whole, you know, practice of standards that are designed in a lot of ways to, like, keep you coming back and to, you know, keep you looking even when, you know, the options are uh, potentially.
0: There's an addictive quality. There's an addictive
1: quality. There's a lot of self-care that is necessary in in order to execute uh, that you know, um, practice well, I mean, these are very technical terms to talk about something that is um, supposed to happen, you know, naturally. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, you know, a relationship is is an organic thing. And um, we have sort of moved on from a lot of uh, a lot of us have moved on from the practices of having someone set us up and giving our our life over to a stranger and building a life with a stranger, which, you know, who knows? That might actually make more sense sometimes.
0: (laughs) No, but I think you you hit on a really interesting point is that like you've taken – it's almost like they've taken the human quality out of it. The whole point of matching is like it's human behavior and it's human mm -hmm. chemistry. And you've – literally it can't be – it's not just dehumanizing. It's – there's no organic, natural – human communication that is happening well and there's so much there's between so, individuals yeah
1: and there's so it's 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 uh set up for a lot of problems <laughs> set up for a lot of <laughs> a lot of failure um and then people are working with that as their paradigm right like they're they're showing up for these interactions with a lot of skepticism because mm-hmm. they've been burned in the past right yeah. and hi um, <laughs> and i think you know we've all gotten pretty jaded and i I go through periods of feeling more, um, vul- you know, willing to be vulnerable for the sake of the attempt of actually syncing up with somebody on a on a romantic, spiritual, empathetic, human level. And sometimes that's worked out, you know, and, and I think it, it really depends on where I'm at emotionally at the time, you it know, how does. much bandwidth I have to like show up and deal with somebody else's baggage. Yeah. And I recognize that that is – the way that life works, you know, I have bandwidth to go through those things with friends and, you know, my willingness to do that with a stranger has got to be so true fostered by like either really good chemistry or like a really good like body? first impression oh. of body.
0: <laughs> yes, that too. If you are super hot, I'm much more willing to put up with your bullshit.
1: I mean, <laughs> not a lot. Um, but I did, you know, when I first when I first started dating after this long-term relationship, I felt like I had a lot of tools for working to, – for being in a relationship, yeah. for being in a healthy relationship yeah. because I left a relationship that was healthy by a lot of measures um, and had really high expectations for the way that, uh, you know, others would might come to the table and mm-hmm. I, I, I had uh, – there was about a year where I fielded – emails from anybody who wrote me you know and I um, on on dating apps mm-hmm. and uh, you know would would politely decline if I wasn't feeling it and I would get into you know and I I on my profile it said something I think it still may, might say this with more of a caveat but uh, that I approached the online dating much like one would Approach being at a bar and having someone approach you, ask if they could buy you a drink, or you right, know, you're introduce not going to right? Exactly. Like it seemed so. And coming out of this healthy relationship and dumped into this online dating scene that I had not previously um, had any experience. I, I was really unwilling to disregard the humanity of yeah. people who showed up um, to pay me compliments. You yeah,
2: know? It was like
1: that was really. But then you know, about a year in, and and you start. Seeing more, you know, people who will turn on a dime and call you a cunt or a, oh, yeah. uh, a whore or, you know, tell you you're whatever, you know, after some interaction where you're like, I didn't say anything like that's so unwarranted. <laughs> and that's a, you know, you nice yeah. to you. Um, yeah. Uh, so recognizing that there is, a, um, need for, a certain amount of self-care involved in in the process. And, you know, I I think that the past year for me has been – I had a nine-month relationship last year and uh, been single for about six months now. Um, And, you know, that was (laughs) – I think at this point my goal has been to really define and take a closer look at my boundaries and what it is that I invite by Mm. my own – behavior. And, you know, I
0: love that you take responsibility for it. I think that's such a female thing. You're sort of like, this thing happened, and it may have not been a positive outcome. What can I do to make sure that doesn't go forward? Or or what can I do to make myself a better person? So this may not happen again.
1: I mean, I think it also, it it comes down to wanting to attract the same, right? Like I'm not taking full responsibility. I'm taking responsibility for my side for of the street. your own actions, But yeah. like I – in order to be a more um compelling slash, you know, um, accountable person in a relationship, right, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't, wouldn't want to be with someone who doesn't have – That willingness to show up and be responsible for their own shit, you know, like if if that's where you're coming from, you know, next, I don't have time for that.
0: Agreed. But a lot of people come out of relationship and they their first reaction is blame, because it's really hard to like look inwards and be like, okay, maybe what did I not do great, Mm. you know? So I I I commend you for that. (laughs) You seem grown to me, girl.
1: (laughs) Oh, thanks, hon. I
0: appreciate it. You're doing great. (laughs) So are you? Are you back on online dating? On the the horse.
1: Um Yes, I I am. I've been on uh, I've been on a handful of dates. Um Was seeing somebody over the summer who sort of ghosted in a way that was like predictable. He told me like he was in the middle of a lot. Um, mm. uh, oh,
0: the nice setup of like, yeah. hey, I maybe not respond yeah, to totally. you in the future, just so you know. Yeah, and then and then
1: Classy. came knocking <laughs> again recently, and I felt really good about the fact that I was like. OK, great. Like you can take – we will go out. Like I'm not inviting you over Good. for the first time in two months for a booty call because I don't know that that's what I want. I don't know what – your. I don't have a read on what your agenda is right yeah, now or what your vibe is. you don't want to
0: go through the spin like, cycle of doing that exactly. all over again anyway.
1: And, and he basically – he sort of dropped the ball on on getting together and, you know, was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to meet you until nine o'clock or whatever. I was like, cool, let's do it another time and haven't heard from him since, you know. So thank you for weeding yourself out. I'm like, giving you
0: yes, lots of claps and snaps, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that is like one of the hardest thing for people to do, I think, is to actually set up your own boundaries and say, this is OK for me. This is not OK for me. And no, sorry, this is I don't do that. Yeah. You know,
1: I am. I'm a very I think I. I think it's fair to say I'm a flirtatious person. I get a lot of um energy from, you know, being uh vulnerable with people and making other people feel good with my attention and um you know, I can I I get that uh probably I, I want I want that to be a genuine exchange of of energy as opposed to one that That makes, you know, somebody. I don't know where I'm going with this. You might cut this out. (laughs) Well, um, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> what was the – I'm trying to <laughs> remember. What was my train of thought? What was my train of thought?
0: I was so into it too. I know. Wait, wait. Let me see if I can About get it back. About flirting and you want to have um, a genuine connection right? with someone as opposed to – Oh,
1: right. So so I, I can get that and I can explore those, those um, aspects of practicing boundaries and vulnerability with people um, in a way that is – fair and... Uh... I hear
0: what you're saying because you think you're like, and me too, I'm a very um, extroverted person mm-hmm. and I give a lot of my energy away and so it actually takes a lot of practice yes. to put a cap on that energy and and, and your space and mm-hmm. say, no, I'm not going to respond to you. No, I'm not going to I have a really hard time not being the last person responding to a text. Totally. Like I hate seeing that little, you're next. Totally. You're next. You should be that. You should be responding. And um, I'm aware of that and especially with men of being like, you know what? I can wait for you to get mm-hmm. back to me.
1: And, and and the whole crumbs, you know, like working so hard to get crumbs from somebody else mm-hmm. is, is – um, that is not going to fly. Like I think I have really just gotten to a point where – if If somebody is ready to ready and interested in showing up um you know on a comparable level and you know it, it takes conversation it takes you know um transparency and communication and that's what i like in in my relationships that's what I like in my sex that's what I like in um in my exchanges with with people in general to be able to to say like this is I am trying to to communicate with you with integrity and um and honor your you know your boundaries too but at the end of the day like I have to I have to show up for myself first yes, and put do. my own oxygen mask on yes you do um yeah.
0: Oh, I love yeah. that. You have to put your own oxygen mask on
1: first. Word. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. That's really well said. Oh, well, it's not mine.
0: <laughs> it was
1: JetBlue. Oh. I think.
0: <laughs> 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 Whatever. I like the. I like stealing JetBlue totally. logos or other totally. mottos mm-hmm. and like applying them to dating and totally. to our <laughs> own personal lives, which is really important. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That. Thank you for that. That's like. I feel like that's a whole episode in itself. I'm just going to end it right there. Cool. Those are Rachel's thoughts. <laughs> meandering as they were. Um, it wasn't so, meandering, okay. but, and I think you have really intentional ideas around dating. Um, and this is why you and I vibed about it so well, because it's taken me a long time to get there too, mm-hmm. and to take ownership of not just my actions, but the way I want to be treated. And so you're not just like responding to energy, but you're cultivating energy. Yeah. So you're saying like, I don't want this exchange. I'm ending this. You know, I don't have to go on a date with you just because you said you'd like my photo mm. or, or et cetera, et cetera. Um, that comes up a lot for me. I feel sure. like, 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 and I'm like, so it's, it's my responsibility to start this conversation and it's my responsibility now to ask you out and to do something about it. I'm over it. Nope. I'm over it. Nope. <laughs> um, wh- I have like a big thing I want to talk about on this episode today, so uh, I'm going to break my own rules a little bit, and we're going to check in with Will now. Whoa, I <gasps> know, <laughs> game changer uh, it is because I want, I actually want both of your opinions and perspective on the thing that I want to talk about today. So, Will, let's talk about you. Okay. Um, where are you at and your single
2: journey? <laughs> um, I am single. I, Rachel and I spent like a huge chunk of Saturday I think it was talking about this. So um,
0: … Does she coach you? Is she prepping no, you? No, no, Did no, no. Not about this, just, about this specifically. Just what he's our about journeys. to tell you. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So she's
2: just going to have to suffer through it again. Um, I'm in a pretty similar place to what she described. I'm very – I'm a teacher and I'm a writer and I'm really busy in a way that I'm happy with and so – and I think … Something that you said resonated too about like if I'm gonna give my time to someone at this point, like I value my time more than I used to, and so I am dating, but I'm also my standards are a little higher than they were probably Mm. my certainly in my like you know 20s and early 30s, and um, I want to spend time with people who uh, are going to be kind and who are going to you know not ghost or not, you know, who I feel like I can build some kind of trust with. Yeah. And uh, it's felt good to kind of make that decision. And,
0: and you know what's so sad is like that is such a a simple sentence. Basic. And like it's a basic right that everybody deserves. Yeah. And it's so hard for so many of us to come to that conclusion and to put ourselves first, put your own oxy- oxygen mask on yeah. first and say, this is not OK for me.
2: Yeah, I think it took me a long time to it, kind of It's crazy. That. I don't
0: know why that is.
2: Yeah, that would be an interesting thing to try to I think because we
0: want to be desired and so we want to be wanted so bad that you're like waiting for someone to say yes to you instead of setting up your own structure for your life and designing who that person might be that you're allowing to enter into your life instead of like waiting to be picked, I guess. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I hadn't thought about it that way but I think that's right and I think sometimes – um, that desire to be desired is so strong, especially um, in New York where you can feel so kind of – I love – I've lived here for a while and I love it, but you can feel very much like you're kind of on your own planet in your, mm. li- your little apartment or your little room. Yeah. Very and isolating. So, yeah. I think that desire to connect and to be desired is like really powerful here and can overwhelm all of your better judgment really, <laughs> really easily. I hear
0: you. Yeah. How long have you been single?
2: Um. A couple of years now, I've dated people for you know months at a time, but nothing more serious than a few months mm, for yeah. a few years. I took like a whole year off, which felt great.
0: Isn't it so good?
2: Yeah, that was I was kind of amazed at how easy it was once I kind of stopped. I've, thinking I've about never it.
0: done a year. I took the summer off. Uh-huh. I gave myself that gift, and it was actually really hard to like. It was, it's like if you're saying like I'm not going to go to the gym for six months, and then you're and then the six months ends, and you're like. <laughs> All right. Yeah, totally. I gotta go back. I don't want to go back. No, I gotta go back. Damn it! Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. dating should not be like that. By the way, <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't be like, god damn it! I have to go back on the damn apps again. Yeah. Are you on um, online? Are you? I'm
2: online. I'm trying to be very not active on it. Like I'm trying to, you know, be meet sort in of, real life. Yeah, and one person who I met at the end of the summer, I've been seeing for just like uh, a month or two, and that's been really nice and and has been that, like, sort of kindness. And so good. I'm just like, OK, good. I don't really – that's perfect for right now.
0: Nice. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. So um, speaking of getting back in the dating game, <laughs> literally the first date I went on after oh, my no. break. <laughs> oh, no. OK. Wait. Here's the setup. So you need to know this person, um, he was 32. And uh, he was living at home with Presumably his parents. He still is. You didn't oh, yeah. murder him. Oh no, no, no. to- <laughs> yeah. Um, don't ask embarrassing questions I mean this is the Halloween episode (laughs) is he (laughs) creepy music Um, so he lives at home with his parents he's been in Westport Connecticut and he's been living there for a year and a half and the reason why is that he's been trying to raise money and by the way I have no problem talking about this person because um, the text he sent me started with this is for your podcast oh Oh, yeah so I was like okay wow Uh, (laughs) Thank you for the permission. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to get in there. Um, and so he's trying to raise money for a new sports league that he has invented a new sport. I won't tell you the name of it, obviously, but he's trying to – She might want that. For the podcast. <laughs> he's he like, maybe exactly. any investor out there wants to invest in a new sports league for a new sport <laughs> – um, so I had a lot of questions because I'm a producer and I often fundraise and I'm actually looking for investments right now for a Broadway show. And so I was – my natural curiosity got ahead of me and I had a lot of questions and maybe those questions – and I know I know this about myself. Sometimes that energy can maybe come off as like a little intense or and or critical where I'm not trying to be. I'm actually – if he knew me or wanted to get to know me, he would know that that interest was actually – Good, like, because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk at the same level that I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk, let's get in there and share some lingo, right? So, um, so yeah, so we, we spent the, the whole date talking about his thing, um, because he was really my, my impression of the date is that he ended up like pitching, he was pitching me. He was pitching me and I was so bored. I was so bored <laughs> no. because you know what was missing, Rachel? Chemistry yes and <laughs> his passion for it oh interesting like and you go you know as a writer too well like if you're if i'm trying to like get you to invest in something mm-hmm. tell me why you're excited about it why should i get excited about it lead with the heart and i was getting stats and i was so bored and i'm not a sports person anyway and so i kept asking more questions cuz i didn't know what else to say <laughs> and then he kept talking more about the thing and i was like oh my god i'm bored out of my brain and there was no flirting of course there wasn't so i was hmm. i realized i went to the bathroom and i was like why am i bored out of my brain I'm getting pitched at and I'm getting pitched at because I'm asking questions Mm -hmm. about him. And I was like, I'm in a trap. I don't know how to get out of this. So anyway, it wasn't a bad date. It was fine. It wasn't uncomfortable or weird. He ended up buying our food and our drinks, which was really lovely. I didn't think there was any bad energy when we left. But the next day, (laughs) the next day I got a seven-paragraph text. (laughs) And I'm going to read it to you. Oh I printed God. it out. I'm going to read it to you because I want you to be as uncomfortable <laughs> as I Freud. was. <laughs> yes. So good. So it's long and I want you to hear the whole thing because I want you to be uncomfortable because I was really uncomfortable. That's great. Are you ready? Probably And then not. I cannot wait for you guys to tell me your thoughts. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> hey, hope all is well. This is for your podcast. Read it on your free time. I had an interesting reflection on our quote-unquote dating interaction, that from my personal perspective as a man and as a designer slash, slash researcher who has studied dating culture out of interest and concern, I realized something that I found interesting and important to me, but it also conflicts a point that you were trying to make. Women don't need to be taken care of and men don't need to think that they should take care of them. I find this interesting because what I've noticed is that apart from showing up to the date, women rarely need to put themselves out there to pitch themselves, as you mentioned. They often get to take their time during a date to observe, judge, and reflect. Well, I think men feel a sense of pressure to present themselves and continually need to defend themselves because they know they are being judged, and they are. I reflected and realized that everything that came out of my mouth about my status was of concern to you, from my job, ambitions, challenges, family dynamic, age— Also, perhaps silently, behavioral traits, nervous reactions to some of your criticism that I'm not aware of your thoughts. Additionally, I also noted that not once did I make a judgment about you. I asked respectful questions. I was interested in what you had to say. I could care less about your age or your status in life. I also admire your adventurous spirit as a film producer and respect your hustle to your people around one of the hardest cities in the world to navigate and herd tourists. I find it all impressive. Tour Guide. Um, I find it all impressive. In addition to your looks and your personality as a whole, you're a fun, smart, confident, sexy woman, and I appreciated your time. However, <laughs> <laughs> while I honestly and transparently had no judgments, I continued to think about yours. Realizing that this is a big trap reason why men feel a need to take care of someone all the time, because we're constantly rejected in a manner that women may never understand and shouldn't debate. That struggle is real. The rejection comes from these judgments that we feel and have to absorb, and it shifts us to less confident or just confused because every woman is different in her acceptance, interests, and attractions. Yes, like men, but men don't use judgment to shed on to the next date. Rather than allowing me to feel appreciated for my integrity, flexibility, generous energy, calm demeanor, understanding, patient listening, and empathy, you judge me based on what I have and what I don't have in my life that would suit you or any woman as a status of where I am in order to be able to take care of a woman. I don't know what that means. And yet you told me that's exactly what I don't need to concern myself with. I find it troubling that there can be a statement in the dating world, don't look to take care of someone, when ultimately I believe that's what many women are actually looking for because they want that based on conversations and silent observation, and guys do too. Women recently have been saying they don't want that, and then they can't articulate what they want and when why they're dating. But then expect the man to be the perfect full package anyway, and actually do want to be taken care of as they become more comfortable i don't know what that means either i'm further confused <laughs> oh my God. about the this is a text did i did i yeah, mention that yeah, yeah. the point of dating if the point isn't to take care of another person i'm happily independent but the difference between sex and dating slash relationship is taking care of the person you're with Literally, I can go for long periods and be content with my work, travel, cooking, making money. If I'm dating someone, yes, I do want to take care of that person and share many things, but I'm not going to judge her, nor will I play strong and independent. Strong, independent men definitely do not act like women when they project their strength. They actually take on more and remain calm. They don't push people away. They support, Rachel's freaking out over there. Uh, they support communities and meanwhile take care of their own business that no one else is willing to help, except perhaps the woman he hopes to find. In summary, <laughs> I, I personally believe men are on a continual audition. Women judge them as a suitable candidate for who can provide the most, and attraction is a plus. Yet today, strong independent means to tell people to back off out of fear that they will be controlled or treated as weak. Women control too. Control is a personality, not a gender. Enjoy the transcript. Feel free to use this on your podcast. I discussed our date with four men and two women objectively. I got almost a unanimous, agreeable response to my perspective. <laughs> and I appreciated the ladies for their compassion, hearing my thoughts and how I feel. Who wants to begin? Oh, my God. Where to begin? Oh, What bothers you the most? <clears throat> You're very uncomfortable Be- right now. Oh,
1: my God. Besides the grammar? <laughs> um, the syntax? The syntax. I, um, ah. I mean, okay. So just the premise that you judged him sounds like – I mean, just to give – like if I were just responding as – um if you just you know forwarded this to me and were like can't believe this just happened mm-hmm. i'd be like this is thank you for letting me know who you are and next like thank you for saving me the time of having to wade through whatever neuroses this is because this is not a, a diatribe from somebody after a date like that where they're putting monologue um throwing monologue at you
0: It doesn't invite conversation. It doesn't
1: doesn't invite conversation. My brother said
0: that. My brother was like, it's really interesting. Why didn't he bring this up on the date and have this as a conversation with you? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, probably would have been far more interesting. I mean, this sounds like someone who's got a lot of insecurities around what he's dealing with and is projecting. I mean, mean, there's a lot of projection happening there and just knowing you and knowing – the way that you interact with people, I can't imagine that you would have. I mean, if if you walked out of there feeling like this was the date was a passable, you know, a non-offensive, uh, non-dumpster fire <laughs> date, um, which I know you've had. Uh, yeah, this being his takeaway signifies that perhaps you know his read on the whole situation was like. Way off I' don't, yeah. I don't know well
2: I was thinking a lot about I teach high school and I was thinking about the boys who I teach who are you know trying to develop into whatever it means to be an adult and to be a man mm. um, and what a sort of sad thing um, it would be to come to a place where yeah you were doing that much projection you felt that uncomfortable with yourself that you spent that much of your time on a date in your own head sort of like figuring out just figuring out who was winning or like (sighs) figuring out oh um, wow because it feels like that in in that text it sounds like this person was the entire time like the the talking about it as an audition like and you you said it felt like a pitch like it's a sort of have i yeah have i defeated them yet have i overcome them like and it's sort of like oh man that's really well it got me
0: really thinking about the idea of being judged or judging on a date, which Mm -hmm. sort of is hand in hand with what we sort of talked about is having high standards, right? So this is something um, my friend uh, Jen said to me. I sent this to her. She's very – she's like hashtag single mascot. Very strong, independent, knows herself, knows her self-worth. And this is what she said to me. She said, to think that a date is not an evaluation of some form would be foolish. When he noted that you were fun, smart, confident, sexy woman, those were all judgments. There are no less judgments because they're positive conclusions. What if he had found you boring, insecure, and hideous? He's only upset because he thinks your judgments are negative. And I think any judgment he felt from you was less like, can he take care of me and more – more, can he take care of himself? Living at home, entrepreneurial pursuits, etc., tend to cause concern because they lend themselves to instability. At some point in a relationship, a partner's inability to care for themselves will affect you. But um, I also asked – this is actually my guest from the last episode. Mm -hmm. His name is Rahul. And and Rahul and I met on a date and then he was brave enough to come on the podcast with me. And he said – I texted to him because we have a lot of talks about like dating and stuff. And he wrote, male privilege showing by saying women are judging and don't feel judged while men feel judged. Without realizing women are constantly unfairly being judged on looks, dress, whether they dress too sexy or not sexy enough.
1: I mean, there's just I mean, there's so many he, I'm
0: sorry. I, there
1: he's contradicting himself all over yeah. the place sure. yeah. throughout this thing. But it it
0: brings up an interesting point of like evaluation on a date. And like I found it really interesting that he thought women do not have to work hard that <laughs> that on a date because um, they're there to like. I'm not really quite sure what his point was actually, but how um, men have to impress themselves for mm-hmm. women. And Rahul said it really importantly. He was like, "Women are judged all the time, like on how you show up. On just on the the app alone, you're judged on how you look and objectively. Like yeah. that's how this whole thing is set up. It's it's set up on a. You've made By a design. judgment about me before I met you. Yeah." I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts about that? Well,
2: I'm also just thinking about the idea of, of approaching a date as doing all this work and like he's like, you know, I just am imagining him preparing for the date in the way that he would prepare for like a pitch or something. And <laughs> Which thinking, is what uh, I received. <laughs> yeah. And it's so depressed. Like, I, I don't know. I think the you know, it's telling that then when his pitch failed, he, he approached this like from this sort of really cold, you know, faux analytical like standpoint of like, here, I'll explain to you.
0: Yeah. You know, actually, <laughs> no, I re- – but what was it? It was like I am a researcher of dating culture. I really – appreciate. I, re- yeah. <laughs> I appreciated that. Concern. I love that he said a- as a designer slash researcher. <laughs> it's like what a- – I don't understand why well, those two that things so that- are. I also take a
1: lot of uh, umbrage to the idea that we are – I'm not. When I tell you I'm not looking for someone to take care of me, I am not looking for someone to take care of me. I am looking. Oh, but you really are. I know Rachel. exactly. And and so to be for his comeback to be, you
0: know, I know women and they actually are looking. Yeah, care. I. I
1: <laughs> and and I don't think that that's the point of a relationship. There is care. Caregiving is part of of a relationship. Taking taking into. Okay, Taking into account your partner and, you know, taking care of them at, at certain points is, is definitely part of the equation. But it definitely feels like he feels. <sighs> I heard someone who ha- thinks that he's, he's working on himself. He thinks he's got, he's, he's forming someone who's worthy and he doesn't feel worthy now um like like i'm I'm working on all of this stuff, and you don't see the potential or um I don't know this is kind of tangential, but I, I was talking will and I were talking actually last week about this um this concept that I heard on a podcast um of looking for – actually, I don't know if I did talk to you about this – looking for a a, a partner who is either a cornerstone or a capstone. Have you heard – did we talk about this? I think we did talk about this. Um, The idea being that when you get into a relationship early in your development, you are finding a partner who will be growing with you, right? So you're – like it's this idea that you are part of the – you're part of the um, architecture of – Life that you are moving towards together versus, I have, I have this arc that I've created for myself. I, all of the pieces are in place. I am a fully developed person, and I'm just looking for that capstone who's going to fit right into place and hold everything. And, is that and is
0: that like the keystone? That's the keystone. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Keystone. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, what a great visual, too. right?
1: And I and, and so the the. Relationship um, specialist who was talking about this. Um, she's the woman who wrote uh, *Mating in Captivity*, like super. I can't think of her name right now. Um, but the concept she was talking about how, as an individualistic society, one that prizes individualism over um, community, you know, we have been we have been sold this bill of goods that we need to be fully self-sustainable mm-hmm. and um, and I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to create this persona that is going to attract the person that is also going to be a complete human and we will then be a power couple. And I've been thinking a lot about that just in terms of my own expectations. Um, I think we all come to the table thinking about how much work we're doing and not recognizing that we're all doing a ton of work yeah. on i mean i would hope that um that people are are working on themselves to the extent that that i have been yeah. um and in order to attract someone who is also you know coming to the table having done all of this personal work my expectations for them are going to be far higher than than are realistic because I don't have an inside view into what it you know what what they're actually up against if I sure. were giving them the benefit of the doubt for all of the things that um that I sh- you know I, I don't get right all the time or whatever what what somebody comes to the table with can be both that key, keystone and um a person's not, that's not fully developed. Right. I mean yeah. I, I I don't think anybody has ever entirely developed. Um, no, it's insane. That's, it's crazy. and Nor would I
0: want someone who's totally developed because then you can't grow, as you exactly. say, grow together. You're going to be like, no, I have lunch at 1230 on Tuesdays. Yeah. Like, how are you can't fit into that life if that person's set in stone. But I
1: do think that a lot of us have, have been, again, like, sold this bill of goods that we have been, and we've done so much work on ourselves and we're, we're trying to hone our well, own. But they always say,
0: like, don't look for a partner to complete,
1: complete you. Right, exactly. I think a, So many of us, having grown up in this like post-feminist, like with feminist mothers who are like, you know, nobody's going to complete you. You need to be your own person, and you are complete. And there's value to that, absolutely, one hundred percent. But to acknowledge that someone else is showing up with, you know, on on that road and on that uh, self exploration journey themselves, like we're all unfinished. Yeah. Um, This sounds to me like somebody who expects to be finished and then. Win, a, a a partner. Um. Did you say win? Win a partner. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs> you know, I know, but like, is this crazy? Yeah. Like this little... happened to me. And this is after my. It
2: was the next day. You said
0: the next morning. I got like a had a great time text that night when I got home. But you and didn't then, respond then, to. Um. I did. Okay. I said. I said likewise. And then this is what I got the next day. And you guys, this was my first mm. foray back into mm-hmm. the world of dating after. T- taking time off i'm like i don't know i don't know guys humans are hard Mm -hmm. humans are so hard (laughs) i feel really bad that he really believes this i really do and that he asks what? Four guys and two women. Yeah. Or says
2: that because when did he have the time to do that? Right. Between your At work. Date. He was yeah. like
0: an 830 meeting. He was like, we have to talk about a date. Um, I feel really bad that he this was his takeaway and he thinks that I this was his perception of how I
1: – Interpreted the date. And, and interacted him. with him. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I also just feel bad that this is his approach to life yeah. where he views women – I think there's some things that are, as you said, sort of like a miss. I'm not going to – I don't want to judge him on his personality. Sure. But I think some of – I just found the concept of judging on a date to be really – Interesting. I've never really thought it through before.
2: Well, I'm thinking of it as judging each other versus just judging the experience you're having. Like, am I enjoying myself?
0: Yes. That's so much better said. And maybe not the word judging at all, but like an evaluation. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I'm constantly going – you're taking in all that information at the same time. How does that person respond to my joke? Are they laughing? Are they looking me in the Mm -hmm. eyes? Are they – you know, like are we connecting on an intellectual level? You're Mm -hmm. reading everything in that – hour and a half to see if you want to even just see this person again, much less like have a relationship with them. Yeah, the same
1: The same relationship psychologist um, was talking about how it's optimal uh, on these first um, interactions with somebody, meeting somebody cold, um, to, to go on a walk instead of sitting Ooh, across like- from them because you're setting up this this expectation that you're like sitting across from someone and mm-hmm. it has this like – we're staring each other down and I'm like, ga- you know, gauging every micro expression. And the, the, there's something much more organic about the way that people talk to each other when they're strolling. Um, so that was one piece of advice that I she gave, that. which I have actually just, you know, I've adopted in in many dates uh, just sort of by default because that's, that's – it's a nice day and I like need to get outside and – um and it, it i can I can attest. It definitely it sets it sets things up
0: uh with that. I wanna without, do that. Well, you can. That's my way back in because let it. me tell you, I've not been enjoying mm. this, the the dating app staring me mm. when I open my phone. I love that idea. Let's go on a walk.
1: Yeah. And also, it takes like the need to get any braided out of,
0: yeah. like, like, or spend money. Also, like, yeah. not for nothing. I felt exceptionally guilty that this is the way he feels. And then he felt compelled to pay for the date. Mm. Like, I was like, if you didn't have a good time or it was weird, I felt bad that he, and he was, that, that fits into his whole like yeah. machismo of like, I'm the man and I need to take care of this. Where, you know, but yeah, so, that's yeah, that on takes him. That, away. that was on him. Yeah, that was, that was his. I know.
1: I have I have so many feelings about who pays for shit on dates, but that's a whole like honestly, that's a whole other podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is. You're welcome back anytime.
2: Yeah, he probably didn't feel compelled. He probably. I mean, so much of this is like about power in that text, and like that gives him. You know, he paid for it. Like he's entitled (gasps) to some type of. I
1: mean, that's the old school way of looking at it, right? Like it was always this transactional thing. That like I'm taking, I paid for the date, Mm -hmm. and now I'm owed something. Yes. Um, t- to his point, he you know, he says everyone comes with different with different baggage. Everyone's coming with different I mean he he peppers that in amidst that not like <laughs> um he he uh what's the word I'm looking for?
2: Amidst the mess.
1: No. Um, he contradicts himself. He contradicts oh, sure, his, sure, sure. Yeah. He contradicts himself, yeah. like, surrounding that It's that like a idea, badly but...
0: written essay. Yeah. I'm well, sure, like, especially God, if you teach so high school, well, you're sort of like, uh, I want to just correct.
2: <laughs> Take out my gradient, It is yeah. a bit.
0: And furthermore, it's a badly written essay, Aww. to be honest. But yes. I mean, we've all... I've
1: definitely been there where you're just grasping at straws to make sense of something that you felt awkward about and mm. and then maybe the you know the verbal diarrhea that follows is like not something that you want I, shared it, it on a podcast, a- <laughs> but apparently he does. He so. gave me
0: two permissions. Two. But too. it wasn't a voicemail. <laughs>
1: like,
0: yeah. I, it was a time. So many
1: things to – yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, thank you guys for um, humoring me, not just by sitting through that, which I know is painful, um, by, but by talking this through. And I don't do that for my own ego, but because I think it brought up a lot of really interesting things that um, I've never really talked about about dating mm. um, before, um, whether on the podcast or just in real life. So. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for being my willing test subjects. Absolutely. <laughs> Furthermore, we have concluded <laughs> that this essay is null and void. I'm gonna oh, rip it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> on the podcast,
1: <laughs> I I really I wish him luck. I think you know it sounds like there is a well of sensitivity there. Um, you know, beneath a lot of his uh, Anger, con- contradictions and. Yeah, yeah. and um, and just like examine your your own
0: like to say that he was being judged mm. I know. Um, I just he yeah. needs some of the nice Rachel like introspection that you have, oh
2: God, he probably needs to not be dating for a while, but does.
1: not because he lives with his parents, right. and like I just that his insecurity about that, and you coming and you know you're you're saying it was it's not match. about that, yeah and him saying but it was about that it's like that is not on you that yeah. is all in that is all on him
0: true that thanks guys Oof. i feel better good. That's, good that's what we're here for <laughs> just use my podcast for my own therapy <laughs> that's are uh, terrified uh, now
1: not <laughs> a bad idea yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here and talking about your dating lives and and what's troubling you and and we're all trying to figure out this crazy journey together so yeah. i appreciate you being here and, and will thank you for coming and saying yes to you had no idea what this was yes. <laughs> we literally walked to the room and was like i don't listen to podcasts <laughs> 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 I love that so much. So good. Um, so happy to talk more with you guys later. If you're, you ever want to come back on, you're welcome. But that's going to be it for this episode of hashtag single, you guys. Say, uh, I don't know what I was about to say. I was going to you say like tune in for, next time.
1: You don't have a catchphrase.
0: <laughs> tune in next time for your next episode of hashtag single. No, that's it. Thank you guys. Catch you later. Peace out.